Thank you guys so much for listening to the Collegian Cultivate podcast. My name is Pete, and today I have on Cameron Kasky, who is an activist and co-founder of the March for Our Lives. Happy Tuesday, man. Is it Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Wow. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, I'm, uh, I, I saw this was a mon- Monday to Wednesday trip on my schedule, and I was uh-huh. like, what's going on? But I realized <laughs> I'm actually flying out at 3.45 a.m. Are you serious? Yeah, jealous. Like, you're flying out tonight at 3.45 a.m.? Well, I'm, I'm leaving for the oh. airport at 3.45, but oh, I couldn't geez, even tell man. you what time the flight is because, I mean, the airport's, what, 10 minutes away? Uh-huh. Oh, whatever. Hey, everyone. Happy Tuesday to you all whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, February 25th, and you're talking at 7 p.m. tonight, and right now it's uh, 4.07. Oh, yeah, everybody pull up. It's going to be wild. What are you going to be talking about tonight? Um, I think I'm going to talk about the primary... Just because I, yeah. I, I'm a better speaker when I'm angry mm-hmm. and I'm going to get really annoyed talking about the primary because it's just been a joke. I've been to two of the, I've been to the two caucuses. Mm-hmm. I was at Iowa. Right. Which was a disaster. Yes. And I was in Vegas, what, like a couple days ago. Right. I don't even remember. I was there Saturday. Yeah, that was very recently. That was Saturday. And now you're out in the middle of nowhere. I'm out in the middle of nowhere, but you know, when you're living in a big city, places like this, it's nice. Uh It's nice to look around and be able to breathe air that is air. Right. So, you know, grass is always greener, but I, um, the caucuses were very interesting because you get to see that American democracy for, you know, whatever it's worth is basically like a playground game. Caucuses are literally just people lining up behind a, a sign that has the candidate's name or they are sitting at a table in a cafeteria that has the candidate's name on it and people count them by hand. Right. We are one of the most advanced societies in the history of the planet Earth. Yeah. And our caucuses are just people standing around. What was this thing that was up with like an app in Iowa with the so, voting? Yeah. So there was yeah. an app that they were using to count the votes and you'd think that that would mean it was streamlined and it, right. it, it was an app created by an organization called Shadow Inc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is an organization that Pete Buttigieg has given money to, just saying. Right, right. And, um, yeah, and I heard about this. The app just didn't work. So what ended up happening was the people, the precinct captains, basically there's a lot of districts in Iowa, but you know, in every district there's a certain amount of precincts. I think, to, correct me if I'm wrong, there's around 1,600, I want to say, precincts. I'm not sure. And um, somebody fact check us. And... At my precinct... We know things, we promise. Yeah, exactly. Trust yeah. us. Uh, at my precinct, there were about 400 people, and there were a bunch of track and field hurdles mm-hmm. laid across a field house. And each track and field hurdle had a candidate's name on it. Mm-hmm. And people had to stand behind the track and field hurdle with their candidate's name on it. Again, like it was a field day in, in elementary school. Right. So then the precinct... I want to say the precinct chair, who's the person who runs the caucus, they get up and they count people by hand. So what happened was they would, you know, put those numbers into the app, Mm -hmm. but also take it down by hand that in literally just ticks. They were, they did little just lists on just pieces of scrap paper. Right. But because the app didn't work, they ended up taking pic- they, the the Iowa Democratic Party, which is one of the biggest jokes in in current modern American history. <laughs> the Iowa Democratic Party said, "Okay, the app isn't working. Mm-hmm. Take a picture of the notes you did by hand and text it to us." <laughs> so, around 1600 precincts, around 1600, maybe 1700, 
took pictures of notes they did by hand, sent it in, and then I guess the people in the party zoomed in and and, and just counted people. So, you know, a couple days before that, Pete Buttigieg tweeted out that he believes that he believes in democracy and he believes that the candidate who gets more votes should win. Uh And then Bernie Sanders got more votes. Right. But Pete Buttigieg got more delegates, so he declared victory, which I find pretty objectively funny. Yeah, hilarious. Good old Pete. Um, yeah. Were you, were you out there coxing for? I was out there in Iowa for Yang. Oh, for Yang. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Who, who, quit, who soon yeah. after dropped out, but he's got a bright future. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody who supported Andrew is just kind of waiting at the edge of our seat for whatever's next for him. Yeah. I can tell. I don't know. Like there is like a, a little, uh, like little Apple Yang gang thing here that started. Yeah. But... I think that what people saw in Yang was a candidate that just wants everybody to be friends. Uh huh. And he was a candidate that a lot of people just liked. I know a lot of people who weren't behind Andrew that just mm-hmm. liked Andrew. Right. He definitely, I think everyone appreciated that, like, at least, like, the different perspective that he brought to things, yeah. especially at the debates. I mean, it's just, he bring, he's bring, he shined light onto issues that needed them. Mm-hmm. People weren't talking about what's about to happen to the economy when automation gets rid of most of the jobs. Mm-hmm. Middle America's job market is going to be decimated because... Uh, I can't tell you how many, but there are a lot of states in this country where trucking is the most common job. Right. And trucking is about to be done by the robots Mm -hmm. within the next Mm -hmm. 40 years at most. And it's crazy to think that that could happen within 40 years. But just look at what's happened with cell phones in the past 20 years. I mean, even 10. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, cell phones were just, you know, a thing. They were, were, I, I I don't even know what cell phones were like in 2000. People didn't really have them that much. Mm-hmm. And now they are a part of our bodies. And I feel right. anxiety that's very close to body dysmorphia when I don't have my phone on. Right. Me. Have you heard, I think uh, it's Elon Musk who says that people are kind of cyborgs already because we're so attached to our phones. We are. Right. And everything's getting closer and closer to our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's very, very scary. And Andrew was the only candidate talking about that. Still has been. Nobody else is bringing up the post-job market. Nobody's talking about what's about to happen to the economy. I mean, think think about like fast food. Right. Employs so many people. They're they're are about to be McDonald's that don't even need a single employee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they already have that that like touch to order thing. They have the touch to order right? thing, but yeah. I mean, robot arms can already do all of that. Uh-huh. It's, they can. We can completely do this in automated. And McDonald's doesn't care about workers. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. not we're not far from them replacing everyone. Right. And well, I mean, but I mean, I mean, when lots of people go there, they don't want to like order from a person like they don't want to talk to anybody like I can hit two buttons and get my McDouble. I hate talking to people, especially when I'm ordering disgusting food. Like I don't (laughs) want to say out loud that I want McNuggets. I Uh want McNuggets, but I want to be I want that to be my own problem. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to look somebody in the eye and say, I want McNuggets. That's man, that's so it's 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 like I, sometimes I don't want to order food just because I don't want to have to look somebody in the eye while they see me get like a pizza mm-hmm. and then an entire thing of brownies and then the dessert pizza too, not just the brownies. Domino's probably thinks I'm pathetic. But that's that's what Andrew did was he he you know, he brought it to everybody's attention. People right. didn't listen to Andrew. The media didn't listen to Andrew. They one one time CNBC put a picture of another Asian guy that wasn't Andrew and just hardly I got called that. out. Yeah, that's racist. Yeah. That is just racism. 
just a, some other Asian guy. Wasn't it someone that he was related to? No. Wrong? Okay. It's somebody whose last name was also Yang. His okay. name was Jeff Yang. Okay. And he was actually Yang Gang, which is pretty fun. Wow. So he- <laughs> Yeah, did he say anything about it? Uh, yeah, he said, uh, he said, that's not Andrew, that's me. But- um, but I do support Andrew. And then I, wow. I think they might have done a fundraiser together. I don't remember, which <laughs> uh-huh. I think would be very funny. Andrew had such a great sense of humor and he brought so much mm-hmm. levity and so much positivity to all of this. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I miss the guy, mm-hmm. but he's got a bright future. He's a young guy. Yeah. Have you gotten to interact with him a lot? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just, mm-hmm. he doesn't sell himself as anything that he isn't. Right. He's just a goofy dad. Who like yep. hangs out with his kids? Mm-hmm. That's what he is, you know. And I've spent, I've met pretty much more than sixty percent of the people currently holding office in Senate and the House, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're all just fakes. Mm-hmm. They're all so fake. Even the ones I like, it's just such a performance. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by like when you say that? The candidates that I think should keep their offices. Okay, yeah. A lot of them are just fake. I mean, I I can't stand the Democratic or Republican establishments. I think both parties are just dragging this country down because they're allowing no room for people to run for office on their own platforms and and bring new ideas to the table. They just want the same thing the whole time so they can control everybody. That's why you're seeing a Republican party that's about to face, at least per my understanding, this horrible schism between the Tucker Carlson-esque populist types mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, uh, and then the crazy MAGA people, which, you know, Tucker Carlson, in my opinion, isn't far from that, but he's not quite Trump. They have a lot of different views on a lot of different things. And then you've got the Romneys, who are the people who are conservative. They love their constitution. They love their family values mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. And right now the party is just in this weird spot where they're all too afraid of Trump and they're all too afraid of getting on his bad side because he, mm-hmm. he can just shut people down so easily that they're just bending over for. Him. I mean, think about it. Mitt Romney was the Demo- was the pardon me. Mitt Romney was the Republican nominee in 2012. Right. And he is literally uninvited from CPAC. Right. He's he was their trash nominee. Yeah. 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 Which is just proof that, I mean, it's just a party <laughs> of fakes. You know, I'm not calling the Republicans of this country fake because I don't think the Republicans of this country are fake. I think they believe what they believe and they have every mm-hmm. right to. But the Republicans in office. Right. I mean, so are the Democrats in office, mind you. I uh-huh. just think that the Democrats are writer about more things. Mm-hmm. And by writer, I mean more correct, not mm-hmm. not more farther right. Although I think that Bloomberg is actually farther right than Trump on a lot of policies. Mm-hmm. And if in case any of you don't know, Mike Bloomberg is this billionaire who has called a woman a horse-faced lesbian and he's running for president. So good luck, Mike. If there's there's anything we need in this country to beat Donald Trump, it's a billionaire who calls women horrible things. That sounds a little familiar though, Cameron. Yeah, exactly. These spot the difference games are getting so much harder. I know you were on the the Ben Shapiro Sunday special a while back. How, where do you think he falls into that? I I, and I like get, those different categories you were talking about. Yeah, I get confused by Shapiro. I think Shapiro, for the sake of the Daily Wire's readers, is playing much more into Trump than he might have originally, because mm-hmm. I think he's more of a Romney type. But again, you know, Republicans don't know where they are with this because Trump is just he's running the show over there and a lot of them hate him but they can't say anything about it Mm -hmm. a lot of them love him so much because he gives them free reign to be as racist as they want 
And when it comes to Shapiro's views on it, you've seen it skew a lot more Trump. And I hmm. I dare question whether that has more to do with keeping the Daily Wire readers engaged and happy as opposed to actually supporting Trump more because Shapiro is somebody who very much values the Constitution and Trump mm -hmm. does not value the Constitution at all. Mm -hmm. And anybody who thinks that is just is just being fed Kool-Aid. I mm -hmm. mean, Trump d took uh, did an you know committed an act of war without congressional approval, which so did Obama. You know, Obama right. Obama loved acts of war. He was great at them. He's a, he was a brilliant drone murderer. Mm -hmm. But you know, say you know, Trump is is not a constitutionalist, and Trump also came in pretending to be this this deficit hawk. Who was gonna, you know, lower the deficit, and and that's just the opposite of what's mm -hmm. been happening. Trump mm -hmm. is spending money more flippantly than me when I'm in a manic episode, so it's is pretty it's pretty weird just watching both of these parties so shrouded in stupidity and hypocrisy. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, where are we at? So we're going for a total of thirty five minutes. Just to let you know, okay, we're cool. at thirteen right yeah. now. Cool. Um, so why why does your Instagram bio why does it say you're the Jeb Bush of Parkland? I thought it was funny. Yeah. A lot of things, well, I'll end up telling you it's because I thought it was funny. Uh -huh. A lot of speeches I give, I say, please clap, because I, I think it's funny. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, I've been like listening, I've been watching like interviews with you. I'm sorry to hear ever that. Ever since, uh, like, I mean, a little over two years now. Um, I don't know, because you always have to seem like a very like interesting kind of different perspective on things. Than lots of different people. Man, you know, I think that everybody needs to embrace the fact that everybody including myself mm -hmm. and I, when I say everybody I don't mean everybody I've worked with I don't mean right. everybody I've talked to I mean everybody in the country right I think we all need to embrace the fact that we're all colossal hypocrites a little bit more mm. and if that becomes mm. the case we'll have better conversations right you know I rag on Trump for putting kids in cages at the border but Obama made that policy right and I you know I rag I, I rag on a lot of people and forgive other people for doing the same thing because mm -hmm. I like them more. And mm -hmm. a lot of people in this country are on such a high horse about their views. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, we are all just so full of ourselves. And we're right. all so convinced right. that we're right about things. And we're mm -hmm. just not. You know, I'm I'm 19. I'm right about nothing. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I have a Jewish girlfriend. She'll tell she'll tell me I'm right about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna make her listen to this too. <laughs> oh, so please she do. Knows, so she knows I'm calling her out. <laughs> hey, man, when you get to 22, it doesn't change that much. Just no, let you know. of course yeah. not. Of course not. We're all. Yeah. I mean, everybody is just so wrong about almost everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, mm -hmm. The Democratic Party and the Republican Party fundamentally are both just broken and silly. When did you start to like become aware of this type of thing? When I heard myself talk. Right. There's nothing I hate more than hearing my own voice, and I uh -huh. talk a lot. Uh -huh. So for somebody who runs their mouth as much as I do, hearing my own voice played back to me, my friends back in Parkland, they'll, uh -huh. if they want to harass me, they'll like just put one of my interviews on the oh, TV. Oh, it, it's the worst, yeah. Do you remember when Adam Driver walked out of that interview because they played a clip from Marriage Story and he heard it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I get. Okay. I cannot hear my voice. And then I just heard myself saying things. I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, know, mm -hmm. I know that I... What I meant was what I meant. And that that's a big thing for me was right. people who are 
unfortunate enough to follow my social media accounts and listen to my messages, mm-hmm. one thing I always make clear is that my views change, they grow, they evolve. Right. But at the end of the day, the one thing you're getting from me is somebody who is just being honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think about me. I really don't. I don't care what mm-hmm. anybody thinks about me except right. for like God. I'm just kidding. I don't believe in God. But I'm, you know, and I think that a lot of people just pander. Mm -hmm. A lot of people believe things because they feel like it'll make them a better person for believing them. Mm -hmm. And if we all make an effort to understand each other more, it'll get better because people just, people do things for themselves and they vote for themselves and they talk, they they take all of their stances from the, this is what I want perspective, Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. opposed to this is what can make all of our lives better. And that's, what's so great about, you know, Senator Sanders messaging right now running for president, love him or hate him, not me, us, the slogan for the campaign is so moving and important. I don't know if you saw the speech he gave in New York when he had returned from his heart attack, but he went up there and said, I need you all to ask yourselves, are you willing to fight for somebody that is not you? And that brought it into perspective for me because, you know, I'm supporting Sanders right now in the race and ever since Andrew dropped out. Mm-hmm. And that's not because I need to live in Bernie's America. I don't. Uh-huh. I, somebody like me would do just fine in Pete's America, would do just fine in Bloomberg's America, and would ju- do just fine in Biden's America if mm-hmm. Biden can still spell America by then. But the thing is, I, I'll do just fine in those situations. Mm-hmm. Not everybody would. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people in this country who are being denied the things that I take for granted. Right. And again, would you say you're doing just fine in Trump's America? Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that the problem is a lot of people who are supporting Trump are supporting Trump because they're doing fine, mm. and that's great for them. But mm. it's time to start looking around and seeing what's happening to the people who are not as lucky as we are. Because you know, I've had jobs, but compared to other people, I've worked for nothing in my life. I, I've wor- I worked at a comic book store for a while. I made an honest living doing that. Yeah. Not a living because my parents were paying for my living. But <laughs> right. and I don't come from a very wealthy family. I come yeah. from a family that's just fine. You know, we're, right. we, we get right by. It's been harder lately for us financially huh. ever since Trump got elected, but completely unrelated. <laughs> it uh, just so happens to be that when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, uh, I think that there's a lot of people in this country who are doing a lot worse because of Trump, mm. whether it be the tax hike of opportunity zones, whether it be the people in this country who are watching Trump verbally mock, harass and abuse people like them. And the other thing is a lot of Trump's worst policies are not the policies that people freak out about. They're the policies that just kind of slip under the rug. Mm-hmm. A lot of people freak out about Trump things that don't matter. And they don't see that behind the scenes, he's really screwing a lot of people over. And I think that the one thing that really set me off about that, because I think that, you know, I think a lot of Republicans use the term Trump derangement syndrome as a pointed attack on liberals. I firmly believe in Trump derangement syndrome. And I believe in it as something where certain liberals will freak out about Trump without actually looking into why they should be freaking out. Mm. They just hate Trump to hate Trump when they need to understand the different things that are going on. And I'll explain one big problem I had. There was a celebrity. I don't want to name this person. There was a celebrity that got called out by Trump and then started this viral hashtag to harass Trump and to make fun of him. And I can't even repeat the hashtag because it was very, very vulgar. And I don't know how much trouble you'll get for, cur- for cursing on this podcast. 
I can say anything. I mean, people have crushed on this podcast before. Okay, it, it was hashtag President Pussy Ass Bitch, oh. which yeah. was not my idea and was not the idea of anybody who's involved with this podcast. So please, but it was it was a popular hashtag and. Everybody on the resistance was tweeting it. Everybody I saw was like, hashtag president. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, right now, Trump is denying aid to people who are being affected by the hurricane and they're not being let into the country right. for the medical care that they need or they will die. Mm -hmm. But everybody mm -hmm. was just like, oh, Trump is orange and fat and cheats on his wife right. and he's bad at golf. And yeah, those things are true. Those yeah. things are inherently true. I mean, bad at golf is a is a bit of, you know, it's technically an opinion, but right. You know, if you look at the numbers, they don't seem very strong. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, people, Trump is is fundamentally breaking a lot of things that make this country good. Mm -hmm. And which, you know, I think America is far from what it can be. We have too many resources for so many people to be in the situations they're in. But people need to get their eye on the ball. Mm -hmm. And it's not on the ball right now. Right. And that's what's really been bothering me about a lot of the resistance, a lot of the anti-Trump messaging is it's 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 empty when there's so much to go after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dang. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to make you go through the events of like February 14, 2018 again, because like like I said, I've watched like a bunch of interviews with you. And no, that's people like, like hearing about mass shootings. It's like a car accident. They get right. excited about it for some reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But like, because I know that's like the first question people ask you. It'll be like, yeah, it's, I don't know what people want me to say. It uh -huh. was bad. I apologize. Yeah. You know, like, like, what do you think? Like, like, do you think there is a reason to keep talking about it in a certain sense? Or what do you, what's your think, idea there? I think people need to hear about what happens to people if they're going to connect with an issue. I okay. think a lot of people need to watch the glorified, exploitative garbage that's sent around about mass shootings to care. But I also think on the other hand, people just watch it and they're like, whoa, right. that's so bad. And then uh -huh. they tweet out a hashtag and that's what they do. And then right. we're going nowhere. You know, I mean, it's, it's really crazy just how much people will watch a school shooting the way that they would watch a TV show. And mm -hmm. then when it's out of the media cycle, it's almost as though the season's over. And then mm -hmm. the next mass shooting, there's another season. Right, right. You know, Sandy Hook was a season. People watched it and they were like, oh my God. And mm -hmm. then nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Vegas was a very short season. It was like an EP. Mm -hmm. And people mm -hmm. watched it and they were like, oh my God. Right. Parkland happens. Oh my God. Yeah. Santa Fe happens. People didn't even care about that one. Right, right. People, it was, there was no gun control messaging. Remember that? How, how long after Parkland was that? Three months. I right. Was, I mean, I don't even remember. It, I couldn't even tell. I think it was during, yeah. I think it was during April, I want to say. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember. I, I, I have trouble tracking mass shootings in my head. I, there's just, I think about so many of them mm -hmm. and I read about so many of them that it's, it's hard to keep track. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a lot in this country. There's not a lot in other countries. That's one of the big things that I don't get when people... There are a lot of anti-gun control arguments that I very, very much understand. Mm -hmm. It's a complicated issue. Right. But my for the first thing I say is just look at every other developed country in the world. Uh -huh. Where are their mass shootings? They don't really happen. And then one mass shooting will happen in a country that has solid gun policies and everybody will say, see, look at this one. When they're just, when they're happening almost every day here, they are happening every day. Mass shooting, I mean, not the mass shootings people care about, 
think for it to be a mass shooting, correct me if I'm wrong, it needs to be more than three people. And that happens every day. Just the problem is it happens in black communities. So people in the country Mm. don't really care. But, you know, that doesn't mean it's not happening. Mm. What do you think, um, not from like a political perspective, but in a case where someone like wants to talk to you or someone who's been through something similar, what are the right and wrong ways for someone to talk about it? You know, it's just, it's so complicated because a lot right. of people, one of the thing I hate the most is praise. When people say they're so proud of me and my friends, I don't know why, because it's very often coming from a good place, but it makes me want to crumble. It may, it gives me, I, sometimes I get panic attacks from it. And a lot of people will ask out of a very, very problematic curiosity. I was at a party once in Los Angeles at my friend's house. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up to me, he's like, oh, you were in the Stoneman Douglas shooting? Which, first of all, it started with O oh, yeah. as though I had implied it because O oh is a response. Right. So he goes up to me and he's right. like, oh, you don't say that to somebody that you weren't talking to first. That doesn't make any sense. He goes, oh, you were in the Stolman Douglas shooting? And I was <laughs> like, right. and I was sitting there, I had a cookie and I was like, yeah, man. And he said, that's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? wow. So, yeah. you know, people, there are people who want to understand and want to empathize and want to really connect with you. And then there are people who want to hear about blood and gore and they want to mm-hmm. hear something so they can go, oh, wow, that sucks. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that the less you talk about it with somebody who's been through it, the better. Just because the most random things can trigger you. The most mm-hmm. random things can make you think about it. I'll give you a weird example. Right. Have you ever heard of the musical Spring Awakening? No, I haven't. It's a great show. I did it two years ago. Mm-hmm. We did it right after the shooting, and it had a lot of themes that actually, you know, echo what was going on at the time. And also, there's a character who shoots himself, and that was a very powerful thing for people to see. But in Spring Awakening, there's this song called Blue Wind, and it's a beautiful song. It's mm-hmm. so shrouded in metaphor that nobody knows what it means. But for some reason, when I hear Blue Wind, because it was something I was listening to so much at the time, mm-hmm. it puts me in a weird place. And the weirdest thing is there was a SpongeBob Broadway musical that was actually very good. I strongly recommend you look really? it up. It was really yeah. good. And the spo- anytime I hear a song from that soundtrack, it brings me back to a weird place mm. because that's what I was listening to at the time. It had just come out. Right. So the most random things people bring up can bring you into a weird spot. You know, I can... I can see a picture of an AR-15 and somebody who has been shot by it and not be as affected as I get when I listen to SpongeBob. Right. Which is just the weird way the trauma manifests. It's very, very strange. And, you know, I I had a debilitating panic attack the other day because I heard a couple motorcycle pops in New York that sounded like gunshots. Uh But, But then I'll have an even worse situation when I hear Blue Wind from Spring Awakening, which is a song. Mm-hmm. It's, it, the strangest things can bring you back to the strangest times. Just this morning, I was using the soap that's in my hotel over here at the lovely the Hilton. What is it? The one you're here at here? Yeah. So it's, it's probably the, the Holiday Inn. At the Holiday Inn. Yeah. It's, uh, I, was, I was enjoying the soap there, and it smelled like something that made me think about back when I was four years old at karate class. Yeah. Watching Bridge to Terabithia. Yep. Things can bring you back Dude, like that. smells bring you back more smells than anything, though. really bring you back. Uh-huh. I'll smell something and just say, why was my childhood so fundamentally <laughs> broken? Why were my parents together? They should have never been together. I know that they made me. Thank God they're divorced. My parents are so much better now that they're divorced. My God. But 
just same with people who are dealing with trauma, people who have who have these, you know, complicated circumstances in their life. Anything can bring you back. Mm-hmm. So when people come up to you to talk about it, you you there are people who could just talk about it. There are people who can rail off. I'm kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. There are some times where I could talk about it as though it was nothing, and there are times when even hearing about it will break me down. Mm-hmm. But you got to be careful, you know. And the other thing is just when people go off apologizing. Oh, right. They're just, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, I feel so bad for you. Uh-huh. They're, they're just kidding. At my college, I go at my university, I, they come up to me and they go, hey, I just want you to know I'm so sorry. Mm. I'm so they, – they, that I never talked to them before. Right. They just walk up and they're like, I'm so, so sorry. And I'm like, mm. you didn't do it. Yeah, right. Last I checked, they got the guy who did it. Uh-huh. What, what are you sorry for? And I get that sometimes it's coming from a good place and sometimes people do it to feel like they're a better person. Mm. They mm-hmm. apologize so they can feel like they did something. Mm-hmm. And it just gets so weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did you – how did you get so transparent? Uh, you ever watch – the boys on Amazon. I've watched a couple episodes of Translucent it, yeah. inspired me. No, um, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Do- talking, talking in the dodgy way about things is not going to do anything for me. It's not going to uh-huh. do anything for anybody. You know, your life becomes a lot better when you're able to just talk about things. It really right. helps. It, right. Like, anything, uh-huh. anything in your life, putting things away, keeping them inside. For some people, that's good. For some people need to think about something a lot <laughs> before they're open about it. Right. But for me, I just the the more I am able to talk about something, the easier it is for me to understand mm, it because mm. I'm speaking it into reality, and then I have to embrace it. You know, my own personal issues, the my own everything that's going on in my life. If I'm able to talk about it, it becomes a material thing, and I get to embrace it for whatever it is, as painful as it is, as strengthening as it is. But if you're if you're looking away from something, is never going to make it go away. Right. So some people need to look away for a bit to establish some critical distance, mm-hmm. understand, linger, and think. But for me, it's just I, I need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, how, like how much do you travel now? Um, let me check. I'm gonna count the flights that I've been oh, on. Geez. I'm gonna count the flights that I've been on since <laughs> January first, twenty twenty. One, two. Th- I'll, I'll read them off to everyone. Uh-huh. Parkland, Cedar Rapids, New York, Salt Lake City, Des Moines, New York, North Carolina, Parkland, Washington D.C., Lexington, New York, Las Vegas, New York, Kansas. Right now, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to. Oh wait, I have it wrong. I'm going back to New York. Oh, okay. Then to Parkland, then back to New York, and mm-hmm. then to Elon University in North Carolina. And then to Washington, D.C., and this is all by next Friday. Like next week on Friday? Next week on Friday. Dang, dude. So, yeah, I don't sleep very much. No. I um, I definitely don't sleep enough. And yeah. I think if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you're a student, and I strongly recommend you remember that sleep is arguably more important than what you do when you're awake mm-hmm. because you go crazy when you don't sleep enough. Yeah. Yeah. Do you sleep on a plane a lot? Yeah, yeah. I have a um, I have a I have a little like baby type Xanax that my doctor gave me for mm-hmm. when I'm having a panic issue, and sometimes I'll take one of those to make it through the flight. Not I I obviously don't get panicky when I fly. Mm-hmm. If I did, I'd be a dead man because I fly all the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'll take an Advil PM before I'll I'll eat some yummy melatonin gummies. Yep. Flights are definitely a great place for me to sleep, but sometimes I can't sleep and I just watch Succession or something, mm-hmm. which is an mm-hmm. excellent show. I strongly recommend it. Mm-hmm. You, live, you live up in New York now. 
I live in New York. I'm I'm about right. to move to DC for a little bit. Yeah. And just go into New York once a week for classes. Mm -hmm. So all my classes are on one day. Really? Yeah. But you know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, you told me I think like before this that that yeah, like you go you go and take your classes one day and then you have like a couple groups of friends there and then you're just out traveling the rest. I've got my Jewish friends and my gay friends. Really? It's the two friend groups. Yeah. Dang. Great people. Yeah. Do you like like the way that you're living now and how much you're traveling and everything you're doing? No. But it's I I to a certain extent I gotta hustle. Uh huh. I'm nineteen. There's you know, I'm only gonna be able to live like this for so long. Right. And right now it's the best way for me to feel like I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't like being stagnant. I, I definitely wish I could travel less, but I just can't turn certain things down. There are mm -hmm. certain things I need to do to be able to work. It's expensive to live in the city. I, you know, I my, my family doesn't have very much money. Mm -hmm. I have to go out and work my ass off, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, that, mm -hmm. and that's rewarding. It is. It's nice to fall asleep knowing that you did something that day. Right. But on the other hand, I'd love it if there was more time to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is it like? Do you mainly like do like stuff on college campuses now, or, or I mean, like school campuses? Not or really. What's the majority of the traveling for? Majority of the traveling is for various yeah. campaigns, voter registration groups, right. uh, just mobilizing different people, taking mm -hmm. voter coalitions, and getting everybody not only educated but also energized. Mm -hmm. And I mean, sometimes just random stuff. Yeah. I do some random things. That's all I can say about it. But no, you can't, I um, can't give an example. <laughs> no, I'm a writer on a sitcom right now, really, which is coming out in a little over, like I think around two years, really, which is going to be a very interesting one. What network is it on? We haven't picked yet. It's really? down. It's down to two. Okay. But I'm very happy with the two. Yeah, they are the two best choices for us, cool. which was really exciting, mm -hmm. and um. And I just, I don't know. I have a very, very bizarre life. It's very strange. Uh -huh. I think that a lot of people envy a lot of things I do that don't understand a lot of the negatives mm -hmm. because people know me through social media and on social right. media, you just pretend that everything's good. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I'd certainly trade, you know, I, I love that I get to experience so many different things. I love that I get to meet so many people in so many places. I, I mm -hmm. have wonderful friends all over the country. I also wish that hearing motorcycle pops didn't give me debilitating panic attacks mm. because I live in New York. There's a lot of them. But, you know, I'm going to quote Stormzy, the rapper, and say, you know, uh, I have a reason. Oh, I, I count, <laughs> count all my blessings. That's what it is. Uh, Listen to Stormzy, everybody. Yes. Do you do you have any like specific policies you're advocating for now, or is it just kind of like you hear about this thing somewhere and you just go help with that? I love policies. I love gun control policies. I love weed policies i think mm. pot i think every marijuana law that's ever been passed has been racist and stupid and i love prison reform i love advocating for more accessible health care for people and just it's crazy how how people talk so much about what we can't do right that's my big problem with Buttigieg and biden's campaigns all uh. they ever talk about is what we're not capable of uh -huh, uh -huh. and i say to them well i don't say to them i don't talk to them talked to Pete once. He was a very nice guy, mm -hmm. as was Chaston, his husband. But 
I, I, I look at these campaigns and I say, we can't be running on what we're not capable of. Right. We are the, we are this unbelievably advanced country. There are people in our country with billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. And I'm friends with a couple of billionaires. Mm -hmm. I think they're good people. But there's the, 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 there's so much abundance in this country and we're capable of so much. And yet there are people dying every day because they can't afford the cancer treatment. And that is so stupid. Mm. It's it's brainless. And it's a system that exists to keep people at the top and to keep people at the bottom. And anybody who doesn't believe that is buying into a narrative that's bought and paid for by the people at the top. Gotcha. Sweet. Well, we're out of time. I feel like we could keep going. but We're, we're over time. We're over time, we're over man. Time. Is there, to is... talk tonight. There you go. It's gonna be lit. This, this is actually gonna come out after the talk. Is there anything else you oh, want to say though? Shit. Well, the talk went great. <laughs> oh yeah. And I got Fantastic. rousing standing ovation. Yes. Um. And there was a great article about it on the Collegian too. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Collegian. Collegian. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. It mean, I think it means like college student. Yeah. No, that may, well, makes yeah. sense. I'd yeah. uh, I'd urge everybody to watch Succession. I'd urge everybody to write a letter to DC Comics to take. Nightwing's current writers out because they're okay. awful and I encourage everybody to uh, get out and vote for whoever you want to vote for but you know preferably somebody who's not a flippant liar or Michael Bloomberg oh I did want to ask you that too do you enjoy going on podcasts more than on big TV networks yeah because you only get like two minutes to talk on big TV networks right you know I think that there are a lot of people in mainstream media who are very very who who make sure that they are that, that they're not missing what I want to say. Mm -hmm. Every time I go on Anderson Cooper's show, we talk for during the commercial break right before for a couple seconds, and he says, right. is there anything specific that you want to make sure we talk about this time around? And I mm -hmm. appreciate that. Right. Same with Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper yeah. is very, very interested in making sure that they're not skewing anybody's words. They're not driving mm -hmm. anybody's messaging in a way that they don't want to drive it. But podcast, you know, you get to talk, and I think that you know, you're talking to somebody, not talking at people. And right. there's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. But Anderson Cooper is definitely unbelievably handsome. So good for him. It is. True. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much, Cameron. Thanks I really, really appreciate me, it. Are you kidding me? Going to go. What should I, what should I get at the student union? What, what's the best food they got there? Okay. So there's a Chick-fil-A Panda Express. Okay. Chick-fil-A done. All right. um, thank you, everybody. All right, I love gay people though. Just Chick-fil-A is yummy. There's only so much I can do. Sweet. Thank you guys so much for listening. 